0: All right, fellas. Uh, <clears throat> this is the Lack of Institutional Control podcast, and we are joined by those great boys down over at BYBW. We won't say their original name because they're rebranding.
1: Yeah, we we got in trouble with the wives.
0: Oh
2: my! We're officially
0: Buster bookies'
2: wallet, <laughs> but the real ones know they're true BYBW.
0: <laughs> I'm just waiting for my my sweatshirt. Whenever you guys make a sweatshirt. Just- <laughs> Make me one with the original name, and I will wear it proudly, I promise. I think we can do that for you. It's on the list for sure. Hey, it's great to have friends in high places. All right, so uh, we're coming to you guys to uh, talk about the wonderful world of betting because a lot of us are starting to get into it, but we're just not quite sure about all the ins and outs of it, so we brought some experts in. Who uh, live and die by the debt and they uh, know pain and happiness, uh, much like that Frankie, Beverly, and May song, Joy and
2: <laughs> Pain. <laughs> the whole spectrum <laughs> of emotions.
0: Because uh, nothing like a uh, Tuesday Maxion game to get you uh, crying unconsolably in your uh, your wife's arms because some uh, tight end didn't catch the pass and she's wondering <laughs> why you're while you're just dying on the inside.
1: You can't tell her.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) You can't. That (laughs) one's not going to go over well.
0: It it probably won't. So um, I guess the first thing first, uh, let's just kind of go over like some of the basics. So, like talk us out, like when you get a line, what's all that stuff mean? Uh, What's a push? What's plus or minus?
1: Yeah, so um takes away cap every week um you know all these different companies um now they're all over the country they'll post college football lines NFL lines um where one team is favored they'll be laying points that's where the minus is uh and the underdog is getting points um so if you're betting on the spreads um basically you take that into consideration whatever the final score is whatever the halftime score is whatever the first quarter third quarter score is there are all kinds of um, give or takes on those, uh, if a team's favored by six and a half, they have to win by a touchdown for you to win. Um, you know, I, there are obviously plenty of lines out there where, you know, it'll be a whole number and that has the possibility of pushing. Um, I, the casino is favored because they juice, you know, they, they put a VIG on all these bets, um, usually about 20 cents on each side. For ten cents on each side.
0: Real quick and uh,
2: just nine point one, nine point one cents one cap. Sorry. Let, let's get the math right. Coming from Rain Man here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everybody's favorite Rain Man. Uh, so you you dropped a lot of lingo. Let's kind of go back. First things first. You said a push, and then you also said a couple other things that I don't think the the average per. Well, everybody might not know. Let's go with that.
1: All right. So we've got. Let's take last weekend, for example. We had Oregon traveling to Ohio State. Um, Ohio State was favored by 14 or 14 and a half, so they were laying 14 on the spread. Um, if you liked Ohio State to win by more than two touchdowns, you wanted to take them uh, and lay what, what is effectively a minus 110, which is $110 to win 100, um, or a variation of the sort. Okay. Uh, if, if you liked Oregon – um, you basically took the final score and said, whatever Oregon finishes with, they get 14 extra points. And if that's more than what Ohio State scores, then that bet wins. And I feel really good. Obviously, Oregon outrighted them. Um, so you didn't even need to take that into consideration. Um, but then on the other side of that, you've got options to play a money line bet, um, which means you can take uh, a favorite or an underdog with plus positive or negative payout basically um and you know gamble a little bit basically
0: okay and
2: that's the beauty of betting spreads in college football because a lot of these games are blowouts but you want to watch them anyways cause what else are you going to do on a saturday afternoon especially when you have oregon and ohio state like big name brands uh usually the spreads are pretty close vegas knows what they're doing there's a reason why those casinos are so big in nevada Uh, And it it gets exciting in the fourth quarter, even if the game's outcome is already sort of settled.
0: Yeah. And
2: that's the beauty of college football.
0: Okay. And so kind of moving forward, I know you guys will talk about covers and backdoor covers. What do you mean when you say cover and backdoor cover? Although I'm pretty sure most people understand cover.
1: All right. Um, So a cover basically just means you win. Um, you cover the spread, which if you're laying points, your team scored more than enough to give the other team points, basically, and still win your bet. Um, when you talk about a backdoor or front door cover, you're basically begging the gambling gods at the end of a game to to turn the tide on a game and and turn it in your favor. Um, so if one example of that is if a team is a uh, 24 point favorite. Uh-huh. Alabama, Alabama against you know anyone. Uh, yeah, anyone at this point <laughs> this year. Um, that team has the ball with 6 minutes to go. The game is effectively out of reach. They Alabama's winning by four touchdowns, 28 points. Well, a, a gambler on the underdog in that spot is very interested and a gambler on the favorite honestly is, in that spot is very interested as well. Um, On that final drive, because that team has the possibility of driving down the field, scoring a touchdown and spoiling, you know, what effectively was a game that didn't matter, you know, like an outcome that didn't matter at the end of that game. Um, So that would be what we call a backdoor cover if you have the underdog and he they cover the spread on the back end. Um, A front door cover is what we would say for a favorite who ends up covering, you know, in a blowout spot. Um, a Say the running point back favorite. hits a
2: gap on third and one. Instead of getting a first down, they run it seventy yards into the end zone with thirty seconds left. Yeah. Prototypical exactly. front door cover. Yeah. Okay.
1: And and um, that's those plays where they have no effect on the outcome of a game have very big outcomes um, on handles and and money outcomes in Vegas. And honestly, and you know we've got what twenty sports, twenty states now with legalized sports betting so it's pretty a lot a lot of money can turn hands on plays that don't affect the outcome of games which is crazy
0: yeah i i can only imagine uh usually on those late games when people are talking about don't give up that that touchdown i mean it's a little pride in there but it's probably mostly for those gamblers. like for the love of god please do not give up that that touchdown at the last minute
1: they're all watching <laughs> they don't turn it off. You you know better than that. Of course.
0: I mean, <laughs> we, we can't switch the- to the
1: good seven o'clock game. We gotta watch this this <laughs> shit fest on at five o'clock. Make sure it gets gets the gets to the window.
0: <laughs> of course. So what do you got? What does it mean when somebody says they're a dog?
2: You're not favored to win the game. You're the you're the underdog. Okay. It, it, yeah, you're the, the person the David get, uh, to
0: the Goliath. getting
2: points, but to be giving him. Yeah, David to the Goliath.
0: <laughs> okay. Well said. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a very good example. All right, you're, so you're
1: anyone against Alabama, basically.
0: Anyone versus Alabama. I, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it almost makes you say, "Man, we ought to pack it in early."
1: Right. <laughs> it might be this year, honestly. It's already been crazy.
0: <laughs> it it has been, but. I guess we can always hold out hope that maybe somehow Georgia's just kind of dialing everything back because they feel like they can pretty much chew up every person that they're about to see this year until they actually do get to the playoffs. So maybe there's that, but we'll see. There's contenders
2: here. I think the chaos actually speaks more to Alabama maybe going down this year as to anything else. No one would have expected Ohio State to lose to Oregon. No one would have expected a lot of these results. USC to lose to Stanford. Could be that kind of year. Maybe Alabama gets snake pit too.
0: So are we thinking like uh 2007 uh, fuckery? I would love <laughs> that.
2: That would be amazing. Let's get a lot of new blood into the college football playoff just before we get the conference realignment.
0: That would be hilarious, and I'm always here for it. Yeah. Okay, so last one until we uh, get into some, some questions just to kind of... Sp- change things up do you guys have a typical strategy when you go into betting obviously i know you're reading the lines and listening to all the who's injured who's not all that other stuff past performance all that good stuff but like just a general strategy that you
2: there's some heuristics certainly uh, if a team's getting over 70% of bets, which you can find on most apps these days, CBS Sports or ESPN, not a sponsor of the DYBW podcast, though we're open to it, uh, if they're getting over 70% of slips, probably should not bet on them. Uh, if every, you know, In general, people lose money betting. Uh, that's why casinos make money. That's why sportsbooks make money. So if 70% of teams are on one side and the line has not been adjusted enough, to even it out 50-50, which is what a book usually wants because you want most bets on one side, then cake the vig, you have no risk as the bookmaker, uh, then don't bet on that team. So that, that, that's your risk stick number one. Number two, home dogs, especially in college football, do not get enough love. The atmosphere, especially in a night game in college football, uh, has a pretty big impact on on the outcome. A home field advantage can be pretty strong, especially because these aren't professional athletes. A lot of these kids are 18, 19 years old, and they can get rattled. And when they get rattled, they don't necessarily bounce back the next drive. So, home dogs, they bark money.
0: That's a good one. Uh, One thing I always know is never bet on an Iowa game, especially at night. That is where dreams go to.
2: (laughs) I, I, I thought you were going to say Iowa State because usually you think of Ames magic there if we're going to keep it at that state. But uh, yeah, this year certainly Iowa has looked uh, fantastic.
0: Well, being that I'm a Michigan fan and an Oregon fan, no, I'm My very apologies. familiar. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, been a, it's been a rough life. Uh, <laughs> 97 is so fun so far in the rearview mirror
1: every all of our championships are getting so far away now unless you're a bama fan or a clemson fan yeah or lsu i guess latin you know a few years ago you can't say like well yeah we won a championship a decade ago like that's it's just getting farther and further away for everybody i <laughs> no, sounds it so is. sad when you put it like that
0: capper <laughs> it's crazy I mean, but it really is but you really think about it like i mean we're in the middle of a historic run the likes of which we'll probably never see again in our lifetime maybe in our maybe in our kids kids lifetime but probably by then it'll just be so different that who knows what the hell we'll be looking at but yeah yeah, I mean you got Alabama ripping off championships at least every one to three years like every class that's signed up to go to University of Alabama has won a national championship I don't think there's any program that could ever say that Maybe like back in the, the, the day before color pictures with Notre Dame or something.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, it's um it's crazy when you think about you got these kids for three or four years and it doesn't matter who's wearing that jersey. They're contending for national championship right. every year or winning them. You know,
0: they're winning them. In, in their case, they're winning. They ain't just contending. Yeah, exactly. They bring, they bring home the chip. And, yeah. and that's crazy uh, that you think about that. But yeah, that's uh that's pretty much what's going on. Um, but yeah, I I just know that I, I would never bet on. I I don't really bet anyway, cause uh man I hate losing money. You're, but you're a smart man.
2: Yeah, but I, winning I, money is 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 more joyous than the pains <laughs> of losing
0: the money. I I, and, and you know what? I, and that's where you get believe, that in. I You know what? I believe you because I've been there when some of my homeboys have hit like five or seven game parlays and they damn, they do a backflip. So I know it, it's a hell of a feeling and, and I'm, uh, I'm here for it. I'll throw a bet out there every now and then, but I'm really just such a novice doing that. But um,
1: yeah. Well, you're uh, a pure, you're a pure fan of the sport. I am, but I tell you which what, that is, which also, is respectable.
0: it also allows me to kind of tell people sometimes like, Hey, maybe you don't want to make that bet. Like, There was a time when uh, Clemson wasn't good, but they were okay. Mm -hmm. But, like, Florida State just kept, like, running into trouble with them. And I remember my one homeboy was laying down a bet, and he was like, "Uh, yeah, I'm going to do them, 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 and then I'm going to do FSU. And I was like, dude, don't do that. I was like, man, Clemson always. three, don't
2: bet on FSU.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? I was like, Clemson. (laughs) Always gives FSU trouble, dude. Don't bet on the game. And I'd be good and goddamned if FSU didn't go down. And it fucked up his shit. Like pretty much everything was in order. FSU fucked him. I was like, yep, yeah. I told you. But I'm pretty Thanks. sure nobody wants to hear that when they're gambling. But I literally <laughs> no, but it
1: happens. You gotta be careful.
0: Hey, don't bet on that. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, I got a couple qu- uh, a couple questions, and I uh, sent them to capper earlier so he could kind of get an idea of what we were talking about in case you guys had to uh, do some notes because i'm sure you guys are better than us because our notes are consisted of uh, alcohol or marijuana <laughs> hey not
2: nothing exactly. wrong with vices yeah, i'd
1: say that's consistent with us
0: yeah not, certainly not far <laughs> off we'll put it that yeah. way <laughs> great minds think alike Alright, so do you guys know a coach or have you at least believe a coach that is good at covering the spread?
1: I I personally have always heard that Jimbo Fisher like knows exactly what the line is every single weekend and actively tries to cover the spread, especially home games and AM. Um, there's something going on there with the boosters, I, and like I, I, like I've heard this multiple times on like random tweets from people, you know, that watch sports, and and it's like he <clears> is very aware of what's going on, and I would say like it's it's super interesting because he's obviously getting paid a lot of money, um, by big money donors down in College Station. Um, he wants to make them happy. Is is yeah. What do what big heard. money so donors do
2: every Saturday?
1: they're watching the game and they're betting on their home they're team, bet, you know,
2: and they're betting on and, their team.
1: Yeah. yeah. And he is apparently very aware of that. Um, and if he's not, then at least we started that rumor. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. You heard it. You heard it from BYBW first. I actually think what I like to do for teams, that I think are more likely to cover the spread. I don't know any coaches who are, but in the individual years, I think that there are coaches who go for it. And those are the coaches who have to really show out in order to get a playoff for so for example cincinnati this year cincinnati every single week they know that they need so much help to make the college football playoff they can't just win out they have to win out with style so you have to look for those coaches that need those style points to for like when you're trying to cover big spreads because yeah like maybe jimbo fisher does but you could say that about a lot of teams which have big money boosters Uh, who have boosted big on the games. But if you're not really on the hot seat and you just need to win out to make the playoff, then I don't know if that incentive is as strong as if you're maybe a Luke Fickle at Cincinnati this year and you really want to try to prove
0: yourself. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, For some reason in my mind, I feel like uh, even though he'll never admit it and his game plan probably won't ever say it, I feel like Lane Kiffin might be one of those kind of guys. Like yeah, you I know think him? Ole
2: Miss is just a fucking run it up program. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> they were before
2: Lane Kevin. They certainly are with him. Uh so yeah, I mean I yeah, he he, he likes to put up points. That's for damn sure.
1: You gotta I mean, you gotta keep your eye out for like the teams, the coaches that are favored big in games and they just won't take their foot off the gas. Like they just pound, pound, pound you until you're just like beaten into submission. Th- those are the ones where you're just like that guy knew what was going on. He's trying to make people happy.
0: <laughs> exactly. Okay. So the next one. Uh who's your best bet for Heisman?
2: Other than Bryce Young?
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, he's uh he's looking good. Although I was disappointed by his Cali accent. I thought he was gonna be like OG Cali. <laughs> but like he sounds like a well adjusted brother from like you was to Cali enough? Man, I, shit, he got on there sounding like he was from like Ladera Heights like, damn boy, I can hear that education. And I'm thinking like, when <laughs> Compton, LA, even though I know he's not from Compton, but you know, when you think Cali, you start thinking like Compton and stuff like that. But he got on there and he was like, yes, uh, I'd like a nice buttered Good <laughs> <sir>. <laughs> That
1: That might be a saving effect.
0: It might
2: be. I, I, that might. That might be. Yeah, the person who chooses to go to Alabama probably knows what they're getting into. Uh, Bryce Young plus 275 actually thinks good value. Alabama's right now plus 220 to win the whole thing. I think if Alabama's in a position and runs the table to make the college football playoff, Bryce Young is definitely going to be in the conversation. You're getting an extra 55 cents betting on the Heisman then betting on Bama to win the whole thing, not just make the playoff. I think Bryce Young is excellent value at 275. But picking the favorite is a cop-out, so I will not do that for you. I'll say Spencer Rattler, plus 700. He was originally the favorite this year. All Oklahoma's done is start 2-0. and Yeah, they had a disappointing week one against Tulane. But last week, Spencer Rattler is coming off a 20-for-26 20 performance with five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Oklahoma could still run the table if they do that. Spencer Rattler is probably still the favorite to win the Heisman. At plus 700, you just got to take it. Don't even think about it. Just pause, pause the <laughs> podcast. Pause it, you can come back, go book Spencer Rattler, plus 700 to win the Heisman, and then come back
0: and click play. So we, we, we take it into the house with Spencer Rattler. I, I, I think to.
1: he – I mean, I think he shows up in New York City on the finalist list, but um, sure. if I had to take a guy that I think has a good chance of you know, being in New York City and winning it, I'm taking Desmond Ritter. Um, like, I – Kapper, I think
2: what, okay, two weeks ago on the podcast on BYBW, I, hey, Fodder- I'm with you. I said Desmond Ritter was great value at 40 to one.
1: I'm with you now. I'm with you. All I've right. seen him play a couple weeks in a row. Um you You're know, good. Luke Fickle, obviously. Cincinnati's going to the big twelve. Um, but they have so much to play for here, especially with some of these big big time schools dropping early. Um, you know, if they reel off at twelve now, opening, he puts up fifty plus touchdowns, he's gonna be a finalist. Uh I don't know. That, it's tough to win a Heisman from a from a group of six, but
0: that's what I was if anyone can do it. Say, I like, think he can. Honestly, he's about to jump. Like it had to be a down year. I tell you who who took a hit early on, and that's uh you guys podcast favorite Sam. How <laughs> how how how. Oh, oh. how 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 um
1: I I, I would cross Sam him Al. off personally, but yes I yeah do I love think Sam he's done.
2: he's done. Um, he, he'll have a great career on Sundays, but his college career is, is ending a little bit shortly. Soon.
1: See, the thing you have to keep in mind is that you don't add, only have to put up huge stats; you have to win football games. And got win and put up stats. Yeah. Um, they're probably looking at at least one more loss. Um, you know, maybe two, because the ACC, I think, is it's not great, but UNC. That's bad. Proved that proved that. <laughs> UNC doesn't have anyone they're around. They're not head and shoulders above no the rest of this team. To him. It's
2: a problem. Also wow. C.J. Stroud's basically knocked himself out for Ohio State, not just because he's definitely good enough. Like C.J. Stroud is not the reason why Ohio State lost to Oregon, but the narrative surrounding him that he's just not good enough to get it done is going to stick with him all year. So he's not going to win the
0: Well, I think um, the biggest issue for him is he. Keaton Slovis
2: is out. Uh, yeah. Please continue.
0: Uh, He just throws the ball high. And it's. It's. Reminded me of Wilton Speed, and I don't know if people remember that, but for those of you, I, I do, think, uh,
2: that was it Michigan, was, right?
0: Yeah, it was Michigan, and then went to UCLA. yeah. He was terrible.
2: Yeah. CJ strapped a lot better than Wilton. Sp- I thought it was State. I don't know. You're probably right though. You're the Michigan fan.
0: <laughs> I, I was gonna say, you know, it, it might be the or, but the point was, uh, uh, <laughs> Wilton footstep Speed uh, used to drive me crazy. He um. He just threw the ball so high. That was his biggest issue. Because he was smart with the ball. A lot of people don't realize that part. Like, he was smart with the ball, but when it came time to actually hit a target, a lot of balls would sail on him. Conventionally speaking, and I'm not there, and I'm not a quarterback coach or a guru, that just strikes me as your footwork. You're you're not passing with your legs. You're passing with your arm. Or you've got a a jacked-up motion. Well... He's there with the the quarterback guru that at least everybody wants to give credit to, so I will hope it get fixed. The sad thing about the whole thing is they're about to uh clip his ass at the, like the end of uh the departed once the season is over with because they got the 1.8 million dollar man sitting on the bench and I don't know about anybody else, but when you spend 1.8 on somebody, you're not looking for them to sit for a couple years
1: man, that guy. I, he must be a good quarterback because he's a tool. He looks like <laughs> it. He, 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 needs, looks- he needs to get a haircut.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> send, send him to Alabama.
1: I mean, I hate to say it, but man, you can't, you cannot have a mullet like that. You can't do it.
0: Oh, you know that they're gonna ride that till the fucking wheels come off too. <sighs> oh, I know. That's his. It.
1: That's his brand. That's
2: his yeah. brand. He's gonna make a ton of money off of it.
0: Uh, and, and you know what? I find it hilarious that he's up there in Ohio with the Canadian passport. <laughs> he's
1: going to get cold. He's going to get cold this winter. I'll tell you that.
0: He will. But you know, when you got $1.8 million, that makes you that, very warm. That keeps you warm. That's right. <laughs> and that keeps you very warm. <laughs> Blanket of on money. Those, on those cold Columbus nights. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, okay. So we, we got who we like kind of for the, uh, the Heisman. So it's between the uh lab rat, Sam Howe's kind of low on the <laughs> totem pole. We got the Cincinnati or the nasty Natty's quarterback. I don't know if he's gonna be able to overcome the fact that he's at a smaller school. And potentially not. And of course the uh California Dreamer down there.
1: <laughs> right, uh, yeah, yeah. So ready ready to reel off another he's, undefeated he's season for him.
0: Yeah, man, he's he's really good. And you would think, like, man, I don't know, maybe these guys might fall off a little bit. And it's like, nope. Nope, not at all. All right, so who's the best bets to make the playoffs besides, obviously, Alabama, who's probably booked their trip early, kind of like you knew the family was taking a vacation in July.
2: So to, to make the college football playoff, I'll actually yeah. spin off on our uh, previous conversation. So I'm, I'm Spencer... Not Spencer Adler, sorry, uh, Desmond Ritter. Cincinnati, 12-1. to 1, If you don't want to take a fade, they're around five or six teams where you're going to get negative money. Futures are always terribly juiced. So I'm going to avoid saying any of those because, like, they're too obvious. Uh, Cincinnati, 12-1. to 1, And here's the reason why I think they can make it. Uh, one, they're favored against Indiana this week, two of their Power 5 games that they ever left on their schedule. And then they have Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame looks beatable this year. That defense is terrible. I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati is actually favored in that game. So if they win out this year with wins against with a win against Notre Dame, they're gonna have a shot to make the playoff. I think the narrative that they're joining the big 12, the college football playoff doesn't want them to be in it because they don't want the power six schools to be sharing money uh, with the power five, the power five control and ESPN kind of control the whole thing. And they don't want to split the pot. But with Cincinnati going to the big 12, that gives a permission structure for the college football playoff to say, okay, look, we are fair. We give everyone a chance. We're giving Cincinnati a chance, but they're really not because Cincinnati is going to be a big 12 team. And so it's kind of like a wink, wink, nod, nod. So I do think that that door is open with Ohio state losing with USC losing uh, with Clemson losing. If they fall another game, that Cincinnati, they went out. I think they're in.
1: Yeah, they probably have to be. Um, the one that sticks out to me is Clemson minus 140. Um, the good schedule they've got, too the easy. schedule they've got lined up is just. K- they've already they won go. all
2: those games.
1: They'll like, yeah, they'll cruise won. to, tar- to they're, the they're ACC done. championship and they'll beat whoever they'll comes out of They'll cruise it the, <laughs> because UNC and or, Miami
2: aren't that good.
1: Yeah. Really
2: cool. um, and I can't St. believe Tech <laughs> just lost their best player in their tight end. Uh, there is no one in the coastal that can match up with Clemson in the ACC championship game.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, there was actually people out there who had the unmitigated gall, to quote Stephen A., to think that Clemson somehow was going (laughs) to slow down or something. I'm like, look, don't get it twisted. They went up against one of the best defenses in all of America. And they held
2: Georgia to no touchdowns.
0: To no touchdowns. Their
2: defense on Clemson is good. Georgia scored all their points on a pick six.
0: On a pick fucking six. And like I said, outside of Tuscaloosa, Alabama – They probably got one of the most premier defenses in all of America, and those boys are good. I'm ridiculously good. When you got a a D-lineman that's 6'6", 340, can push it up. Sorry about that. We had a technical difficulty, but, uh, yeah, we broke, and we ain't really got money to be paying for a whole bunch of uh, super-duper podcast gear, but uh, enjoy the rest of the podcast, folks. Hey, sorry about that, uh No, nah, you can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you.
1: Okay. I just sent this to Rayman too.
0: Okay. Uh so I guess he'll uh he'll keep the first part and then we'll merge this part and uh once we get the final product uh, <laughs> we'll uh get that to you. Okay, cool. That's wait, man. Uh, but yeah, like I was kind of saying, the um, the uh, Clemson man they're uh, they're not stopping for nothing. Uh, they still gonna ball up a lot of people that step in their face. So they uh,
1: are man, and it's it's gonna be so easy for the playoff committee to say, well, they lost to a top five team at a neutral site in Georgia three months ago. And of course, they reeled off, you know, twelve straight wins after that, and made the one ACC championship. And now, they're in it. You know, sorry, yeah, be, they could be a four or three, but they're still in it. You know,
0: yeah, they they still uh they're still one of those programs that can kick ass until take names. I mean, they yeah, not, they may not be like some of the other uh, as. Split Zones duo calls them Death Stars, but it's they, <laughs> still a, a Death Star nonetheless. They just might not be on that level, so to speak. But they're up there.
1: Um, and they could they could fall off a little bit um, going forward. I don't know. They they've had a little bit of a tougher time recruiting than they than they had previously. But man, DJ's still so good, and he's only going to get better all year. And they still got him for another. You know. At least another year. Twenty twenty four games. So yeah, um, I don't know. That's, it's crazy to think that they're down and they're still one of the best teams in the country. You know?
0: Yeah, because single. I think this defensively,
1: they're still so good.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say because single-handedly go out there and probably whoop on just about damn near every team in America.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and George, and with Georgia, I mean, what they scored. 80 points last weekend against UAB, who's not terrible.
0: No, they, um, they are. You
1: well. know, with their backup quarterback, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be a machine too, but they couldn't do anything against that Clemson defense, so um, yeah. I don't know. It, it it should be interesting. I, I really do think there's going to be a lot of teams that just falter, you know, and um, have some stumbling, some roadblocks along the way this season just because of how weird the last two years have been. Um, And I I think the conferences overall are more competitive than they've been, probably because some of the top-tier teams have fallen back a little bit to earth because of everything that happened. Um, But, I mean, look at, like, Iowa State. They could go and beat OU. Texas, as bad as they played against Arkansas, like, rivalry game, they could beat OU on a neutral field. Like, they've done it before. They could. They
0: can, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, that's why you, as they say, that's why you play the game, to pull mm-hmm. her in Edwards. Uh, I think the, the biggest thing is, is just with COVID, it kind of threw a lot of people in the loop, and not just the the logistics of it all with dealing with COVID and all that, but now you had schools that had super seniors. Mm-hmm. So that cut down on a lot of people's recruits, and it yep. made them clip some people, too. So, you know, you have to worry about that. So I, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure what that is ultimately going to lead to. Obviously, you're going to just have some some you're going to have some programs that ultimately moving forward from this past year. They're going to run into some struggles.
1: Yeah, I, I think so, too. Honestly, um, you're going to have to just be – you're going to have to be an elite recruiter and you're going to have to have a really good staff that figures out all these pieces um, because it's – it's the landscape has changed a lot because of everything that happened last year. I, th- I think you're right about that.
0: Yeah, so now you, you, you have a lot of programs that just can take on as many as they wanted to. So that's going to spread out some, some more talent. Now what that translates into, or where they end up pooling into, who knows? But yeah,
1: yeah, and the and the transfer portal—it's it's—it started out as one thing, and it's become a completely different thing. Now all these teams—they basically have free run. Everyone in college football is a free agent, or can be at least at the drop of a hat. So yeah, um, you can see teams upgrade. I think especially you'll see you'll see upgrades like. On the lines, um, you know, you might not see huge quarterback moves or or you'll see huge quarterback moves, but it's guys that haven't played well, haven't lived up to potential that, you know, are going to get another shot elsewhere. But you'll really see, I think, especially grad transfers on the lines, um, I think you'll see some pretty big movers, especially with some of the money that these guys are going to get with NIL deals. That should keep everything very interesting for the
0: first off season. It should. I think you, you're going to see a lot of free agency in the sense of, you know, that kid that instead of being stuck at like Buffalo for Mm -hmm. two, three years, you're probably just going to transfer because you think about it. And I mean, you know, every kid's built different, so you don't know, but you just got to imagine if I, okay, I got looked over. I went to Buffalo. I balled out to the point that everybody's on my radar, shit, man, you start putting some fillers out there. Like, hey, uh, I don't know what you guys need, but would you want me to come to your program? And boom, next thing you know, you're you're at that program. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you feel like it's better for you or it's more to your style. I think it also forces a lot of coaches not to BS kids too. Like you're not just going to be able to get with, well, we'll figure it out. Like, no, like, what is your plan for me? Where are we doing going forward, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah. Um, And, and, you know, as much as they want to tell us that they coach these coaches are not communicating and interacting with kids that are at other schools, they are. So, yeah, I was gonna like, say I, we we all know better.
0: I was gonna say I got some oceanfront property in uh, Idaho. You think that
1: right? Nobody's gonna get busted for it, but at we a, all know better.
0: At all, because it's an ecosystem that's fueled yeah. by everything else that goes on on the seedy yeah. underbelly of college football. You yeah, know that
1: that money train's got to keep rolling, one way or another. Exactly. So, uh, uh,
0: was he able to to get the um?
1: I sent it to him, I don't know, he, he vanished. Okay. He might he might run run off to go do something real quick.
0: Okay. Well, uh did you just wanna kinda of finish up with me and you round robbing it or do we yeah. wanna work for him? Um right. Let
1: me see. Let me see real quick. Okay, cool. I'll um I'll call him, see if he can answer that and save a text. Okay. Hey, check your text. Later. Check my text. Yeah. We're back. Alright. I'm sure he put his phone down. Probably.
0: Understandable. <laughs> uh, uh, those Zooms, man, they be in and out. <laughs>
1: He said he can join in ten. I said we just finish.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, we can just go ahead and finish. We didn't have
1: a whole lot left, anyways, right?
0: Didn't. All right. So we talked about the playoffs. Um. I guess ultimately, do you think with the bed services that that they're starting to have and how they're starting to infiltrate and proliferate through the sport, do you think that's going to be a good or a bad thing? Um
1: you know, I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. I think when you talk about legalization of, of, I mean, you can talk about sports betting, you can talk about marijuana. Like I think there are more positives to that stuff than than negatives, you know, and it keeps everything above grounds and it it makes people like states, a lot of money that I think they can use, um, to benefit infrastructure, education, or, you know, all kinds of different stuff. Um, I, I think it. there are some negatives to it because I think there are a lot of people that don't necessarily know what they're doing um, and don't necessarily have money to be losing on sports betting. Um, but hopefully that, that stuff is kind of a minor blip on the overall good that some of this stuff can do, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: No, I'm, I mean, I think... Ultimately, there's a lot of money out there that can be pumped into a lot of different states' economies if they just kind of get off the of yet, and made, yeah. it, uh, and made things above board. And you'd be surprised by how much you can increase states' bottom lines. And Lord knows, especially, you know, I can only speak the states that I've lived in, but Lord knows Louisiana could use it, Illinois could use it. Oh, yeah. Alabama Dam. sure can use it. It's not a poor state out there. Man. Yeah. It's like these are some things that you could do to get education, get more money for, um, man, a bucket load of things. I know. It's um, elderly, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, affordable housing for people. Um, yeah. You know, all that stuff. If this because this is a multi-billion-dollar industry, and it was before it was legal in any state except for Nevada. Basically, um, when you're talking about states bringing in billions of dollars um, on a yearly basis, like that is not that's not an insignificant amount, you know. And I think um, I think you know there there's just so much stigma around it, where the main stories you hear about sports betting, especially you know 20-30 years ago is like the mafia controls it and they're they're impacting games and, and if you keep all this stuff above water then I think that should push that push that narrative out the window because I don't think that it's going to have I, I just don't think I don't see a way that that's going to be the case going forward if that makes sense
0: yeah I, I can definitely agree So,
1: um, overall good, you know, there are some cons and I think, I think ease of access is something that, um, I think that's something, especially with sports betting, because it's such a, it's such an addictive thing at, at a certain point, you know, and I think it's easy to get sucked into, to, you know, some of that bad stuff. Uh, I, I hope that that's the cons of that don't outweigh what, could potentially be created because of it, um, and I think you've seen it because so many states have started to follow the trend. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, it, it's tough to turn down that amount of money that can help a lot of industries and and people, basically in your state. So hopefully, that stuff is, like I said, more more benefits than than negatives.
0: Yeah. I think that's ultimately uh, what it just comes down to. Yeah. So with that being said, I, uh, we pretty much talked about all the betting stuff. Um, one last thing I, I would say, what's your thoughts on Clay Helton getting clipped in the middle <laughs> of the season? It, <laughs> it, it makes no sense. If,
1: like, If you were going to do this and you knew that this was a possibility – you have to get rid of him at the end of last year.
0: Exactly. Like,
1: I, I just like – this isn't the NFL where, like, you know, these are paid professionals that, you know, you can go out, you have a set free agent period, and, you know, you can't really mess with players in the middle of the season. Like, you, like recruiting cycle is only heating up right now. Yeah. Um, and, and they're not going to be able to get somebody – that would be a big fish to USC like that. I mean, there are so many good candidates out there. I think in a normal, you know, end of calendar type, you're looking at December, early January type hiring like that's That's a long ways off. Uh, and there are a lot of kids out there that have wanted to come to USC and not necessarily to play for Clay Helton, because I don't think he's been very good there overall, but it, it's just the timing of it makes no sense to me. Um, If you were going to do it now, I think you just you had to pull the trigger last year at the end of the year. Um, And I know that's tough because he won every game last year. But I don't know that that's it's crazy.
0: Well, I was listening to another podcast and basically what they were saying was this happened because they finally got the okay from the money and the powers to be Right. So, I guess maybe with that last loss, the Stanford loss, that was where everybody on the the council <laughs> kind of gave right. up. Right. <laughs> and, and they like,
1: Survivor tribed him out, you know, like they, yeah, they extinguished his flame finally.
0: Pretty much. And I think that's kind of what kind of played out because for all intents and purposes, you really couldn't clip him last year because, shit, he won every game. COVID right. threw him Plus, you look like a dick uh, clipping somebody in the middle of a COVID season. And he got y'all sick. For sure. And didn't lose. I think maybe the fear might have been that, okay, he lost to Stanford. And then he fucks around and rips off like eight wins. And now you're sitting there <laughs> like, son of a bitch. Like, okay, we can't get rid of him again. So I'm just thinking it just kind of came down to one of those things where, all right, cool. He lost. Good, 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 good. We gonna Let's do We're <laughs> gonna eat this season. It is what it is, <laughs> and we'll suit up for twenty twenty two and see what goes on. The biggest issue for them, like you said, is where do they go from here as far as right. because you're not getting any candidates that are necessarily wide, necessarily wide open right this minute. So you're gonna have to try to flip somebody. And that means you're going to have to drop, like, a Brinks truck to somebody's house yeah. in order to get them to kind of come. People have said James Franklin. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have said Luke Fickle.
1: Right. Bob Stoops. Those yeah, are the three big Bob, ones, I think, early.
0: Yeah, people have said Bob Stoops, but uh, Big Bob. Was... Yeah, we can talk about Urban like <laughs>
1: He's still he's still searching for houses in Spanish Oaks though in Austin. Yeah, I know. Uh,
0: (laughs) Big Bob, he's uh,
1: he doesn't want that anymore.
0: He doesn't want that anymore. Like no, he doesn't want that grind. Talking about a guy that watched his dad die on the sidelines,
1: basically. Yeah, exactly. I I don't see that at all.
0: Yeah, he just he's like, fuck it. I got my national championship. I won a lot of games. I am good. I have made money lots of times over.
1: Yeah and he's a legend you know to oklahoma so that that's to me that's n- would never happen it it's just man the scary part about it is clay hilton was an interim guy wasn't he and he he yeah. coached really well to finish out a year and then they they hired him full time and I'd, yeah. I'd, like i don't know who they named as the interim right now but what if you run into a nightmare scenario like that like you said reel off 8 9 wins and you know I maybe to a rose bowl or something
0: I forget what his name is. He 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 was with Oregon, and I think he played for Oregon, but he got on the staff at at USC. I gotcha. I think the reason they kept him was twofold: one, he's black; two, a lot of the recruits that were in the cycle are attached Light to him. him. Yeah, I attached to him and Clay Helton. So it's like, right. hey, I know Clay Helton's gone, but guess who's still here? Yeah. So they're doing, and that, that makes sense. Yeah, they're doing that to kind of try and keep the kids around, but ultimately they're gonna have to figure out what their direction is. I don't think it's that that guy, unless he just unless he brings home a national championship, which I don't think is necessarily gonna happen. Yeah, probably he, not. He's probably not gonna be the guy because for USC they they need a big name hire because they gotta change the tide of. Everybody's perception of USC, and it's not going to without a bigger name guy. So I can only imagine like where this is going to go. But if I'm betting, I would probably say somewhere between James Franklin and Luke Fickle. Everybody else, they they if they if they get like interviewed or whatever the case, it wasn't because USC wanted them. It's because that was all that they could do.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, Franklin is interesting because I think he he has proven that he can re-energize a program very quickly. Um, oh, yeah, he did it to- at Vanderbilt, did it at Penn State, which, I mean, God, that was like, they were dead, basically. And he he puts dudes in the NFL, which a program like USC, like that is, they've always done that too, you know?
0: Well, not only that, he did a lot of good winning down there at Vanderbilt. And so, you know, yeah. If you can win with a bunch of chess students, you know what you can do. <laughs> so, That's right. So you just figure he might be able to make that work. Uh he's he knows what it takes to bring kids in. Uh for those of you at home, you can read in between those lines when mm-hmm. I say that. And so I think ultimately it's just kind of like, how does he feel about Penn State? How does Penn State feel about him? There are there were some <laughs> murmurs that they weren't exactly stepping hand in hand like that. Don't right. know how you know, don't know how true that is, but there were murmurs. And then you've gotta ask yourself, Am I gonna be able to create a product out here in the middle of Pennsylvania that is enough to compete with that juggernaut in Columbia?
1: Right. And right. And, it, and it it's I mean from the outside looking in, got gut reaction like he's reached he's plateaued a little bit at Penn State
0: yeah I mean you're gonna have Um, some guys here and there that are good you're gonna put together some decent teams but is it gonna be enough to jump that hump
1: yeah and and can you do that at USC yeah I would say probably much easier than you can at Penn State so that might be that might be very appealing to somebody like James Franklin
0: yeah, I mean it's a whole lot easier to convince a kid to go to the beaches and sand Los Angeles versus Little or no that. State College, Pennsylvania. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know. I'd never go there. Oh hell no, I never. No, go there. no offense to anybody that did, but man. Yeah, I mean Woo- more wolf.
0: <laughs> yeah, more power to you. But then, then, you know, the only other place that I could think is worse than that, and that's podcasts. Uh, favorite to make fun of, and that's West Lafayette, Indiana.
1: Yeah, that's up there, too. (laughs) That's a pretty bad one.
0: Yeah, the sun don't shine at West Lafayette. No,
1: no. tough (laughs) Tough place to end up.
0: Yeah, so with that being said, kids, hopefully we were able to teach you a little bit more about betting, and we were able to kind of give you guys some different perspectives it's always fun to hang out with the boys from BYBW. If you aren't subscribed, please hit that subscribe button for those boys. They give you a lot of great info on betting. They talk a lot of shit. And there's always the funny infighting between Rayman and the rest of the crew.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. We got to pick on him. <laughs> we don't know one will. Exactly. So, uh, tell the listeners out there where they can listen to you guys at, and uh, check out your, your social media. So we're we're on we're on
1: iTunes, Spotify, um, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, it's BYBW, a podcast about sports betting. Um, Instagram is at BYBW podcast. Twitter is at BYBW podcast. Um, you know, we're we're releasing every week. We're we're trying to give you about. Eight to ten winners a week, um, and and break down some of the better matchups of the weekend. So, um, you know, if, if that's something that interests you, we'd love to. We'd love to have you as a listener. It'd be fun.
0: Even if you're not into betting, which that's me. That's really <laughs> good show, man. I mean, you guys are constantly keeping me laughing and definitely give me stuff to talk about and think about. Even for my pod, well, not my our podcast, uh, the LOIC. It's definitely some stuff to. Think about. I know I'm constantly in contact with these boys on social media, talking about their different uh, podcasts and stuff that I kind of agree with. Stuff that I was like, huh, I never <laughs> heard that. And then even stuff that I'm like, no way, no way, no way, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. But nonetheless, man, it's a great show. I hope you guys subscribe because if you're not, you're not doing yourself a service good service so go bang that subscribe button and listen to the boys at bybw thank you all and we look forward to more collabs later on like uh the wu-tang clan
1: absolutely we're building an empire now
0: for sure though all right man well we'll uh check in with you later and like i said we'll figure out another time to do some collabing and uh we'll go from there oh yeah let's do it man All right, for sure, man. Thanks for having us on. No doubt, man. Thanks for uh, coming on and, 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 and mobbing up with us.
1: No doubt, always.
0: All right, man. I'll talk to you later, bro. All
1: right, man. Later. Later.